When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. With me, as always, it's Kristen Studdard. That's me. Hello, everybody. Kristen, we are back from New York. Yes. The, the last episodes people heard, we were in New York for the induction ceremony. Uh, but we are in that weird phase in between the uh, performance and the HBO broadcast. So we have all the secrets. And... Uh, we don't know how it's going to turn out. Yeah. Oh, I. They could really change in the editing. It's all in the editing. I've been told. And they could change the order that people went in. Yeah, they they could. I bet they won't this year. Yeah. It was a no, it was yeah. a pretty decent flow. Mm-hmm. I thought it worked. Uh, and you know, there's uh, there's a lot, always a lot to talk about uh, <laughs> as <laughs> against what people think uh, about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, we're very excited to have. Uh, a writer and author who published recently something uh, that is about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that uh, is actually something worth reading. It's really good. <laughs> and when it when it comes to uh, stuff that's written about the Hall, usually uh, we roll our eyes because it's uh, not coming from an informed place. I'll or it's, say that. Uh, but it's called The Manhandling of Rock and Roll History. Uh, you can find it on Long Reads. Uh, and our guest today, And Evelyn we will McDonald. link to that in yes, all we, of we our will stuff. for sure. Yes, uh, sorry. Our so guest today. <laughs> I cut right, right into her through. name. Evelyn McDonald, thank you so much for Hello. joining us. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me here. Uh, Thanks for the kind words about the article, Oh, too. of course. It, it's it's really, really great. Uh, and I think I hope you could tell that people online, it was resonating with people. And Yeah, and it's having little uh, sur- resurgences every now and then. Well, Longreads just tweeted another quote from it, which they're periodically doing, mm-hmm. and it seems... T- to be finding you know, whole new people that I hadn't seen retweeting yeah. it before. Then I'm like, who are these people? I don't even know who these people are. That's great. So, uh, so let's exciting. talk a little bit about your background. So to g- give the listeners an idea of who you are and when you approach an article like this, where are you coming from? Right. So I'm a longtime music critic. I mean, I've been writing about music professionally for um, longer than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has existed. And as a matter of fact, I went to the groundbreaking of the museum, um, mm-hmm. or not the groundbreaking, but the, the opening, opening of mm-hmm. the museum. Um, I think I covered it for Interview Magazine. Uh, so uh, I've lived and breathed this stuff. I did my, you know, when I was in college um, in the 80s I did my senior thesis on rock and roll history oh wow yeah so I've really cared about this stuff I did it on the lyrics uh, the censorship controversy the lyrics controversy of the 1950s 
I care deeply about this stuff, and I've been mm-hmm. writing about it professionally, and now I also teach at Loyola Marymount University, um, so tra- training the next generation of music critics and other kinds of journalists, and I've edited and written many books, including books about The Runaways, Bjork, The Musical Rent. Um, and Wait, you wrote a book about the music? <laughs> Chris, Kristen's ears perk I, I, up. I love The Runaways and I love Bjork, but I was like, The Musical Rent was very formative to me growing up. So Yeah, uh, for the listeners, Kristen's hair literally flew back and her ears like dogs just, just came flying up. It was unlike anything I've ever seen. I'm just I'm curious that someone wrote a book. What, what? I wrote the official history of The Musical Rent that oh was published gosh. with the libretto. It was an oral history. Yes. Interviewed all of the. You probably <laughs> own it. I read it. I'm yeah. sure. Yes. No. I read it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Wow. Uh, if you look at inside, my my name is in there, and there's even a picture of me in, in the back with with Wilson. That's amazing. Um, okay, that's y- cool. I'll, everything else is very cool too. It's just funny because like also Rent is having a resurgence in like because it was the, the, the TV version of it came out or the live yeah, not the, so live right. version. Right. Blah blah blah. That is an off air conversation. Joe is so bewildered. I just think He's it's like, so funny. <laughs> Evelyn's literally written about like two of the coolest musicians I could think of, like the Runaways and Bjork, and you're like, oh Rent, that is so cool. And also Rent is not cool. I no, it's like almost it by not, definition not cool. I recognize it. I recognize recognize it but i was a theater nerd really hard and if that is not obvious by my enthusiasm and that <laughs> musical was like really important to me growing up so there you have it uh and i'm prepared to steer the ship yes. back to, to rock and roll so you had been covering and and writing and caring about rock and roll and music when the hall of fame as a, an idea as a concept was born uh in 1986 and right? i'm curious if you what if you recall the first time you heard about it and like what your <sighs> initial thoughts were no i i i don't mm-hmm. recall exactly um but i was in rolling stones orbit at that time i mean i think i wrote my first story for rolling stone in 87 or no probably 88 89 mm-hmm. but um I was certainly an avid reader, so I'm sure I knew about it. Right, Um, yeah. uh, And like I say, I did go to the groundbreaking, but so I had been following it up until that point. Mm -hmm. Um, And what did you think? What were your initial, like, thoughts, uh, hopes? Well, I thought um, I was very hopeful. Um, I, you know, it was a great weekend i remember um al green singing at a press conference or something just breaking into song yeah. and just sort of dying on the spot wow. <laughs> al green was you know we were in a whatever small press room and there was al green singing uh, i mean it was you know there was always a certain cheese element like when it first opened there was the i think it was called the funk ride what? This is something you guys should dig. When you're like have like a dead week, what are we going to talk about this week? You should research the funk ride. The funk ride. It was driving like, like a roller coaster. It was like a little it was roller like a coaster ride. ride. Okay. The, yeah, the, the, it was. That's really funny that they didn't call it the roller coaster of love. I think that's maybe a they huge, did actually. Okay. I love roller coaster. Yeah. What they called it? I just remember calling it the funk ride. But I. You know, I was enthusiastic about it, and I knew that people I knew were semi-involved, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't part of that 
I've never been part of that inner circle. Right. Of, and you're referring to like, the nominating committee? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or even I wasn't even asked to vote until like five years ago, which, mm-hmm. I, you know, thought was kind of insane when I started hearing who else was voting. Yeah. Um, it's, there's, there's no real rhyme or reason from what we can tell of who gets to vote and who doesn't. Yeah. As far well, as, yeah, as far as the non-inducted people are concerned. I mean, it's very, an, it's a, it's a very uh, nepotistic group yeah. and mm-hmm. it always has been um and you know as we're going to get too soon yeah. it's really been a, a group of mostly white men, men sitting mm-hmm. around um talking about other favorite so the premise acts. of this podcast is that joe is obsessed with the rock and roll hall of fame he loves the rock and roll hall of fame and, and i think it's yeah. very dumb right um and the majority of my problems with the rock hall are addressed in this great article that mm-hmm. everyone should go and read um and I think it's like a white patriarchal institution and it is leads to just, you know, because and you address this to the idea that because so many uh, um, bands are all male and they each get a vote, it's like they've dug themselves so outsized. Yeah, yeah, it's like almost impossible to like dig out of it. But you also propose solutions. I know we'll get to it all, but I'm like, wow, an article that addresses all of the things that I'm always bitching about, but actually proposes solutions. I was like, wow. <laughs> There's the difference. This, as, as a journalism professor, I have to, this is the new trend in journalism is solutions journalism that you just you don't just complain and investigate. You also say, OK, let's like, you know, let's try to make ourselves feel good and imagine other ways that, that this could be done, mm-hmm. um, you know. And the concept, I mean, I hope I'm not skipping ahead. I'm skipping around. But the idea, the concept of like giving Def Leppard each band member gets one fifth of a vote. Like that is great. Mm -hmm. You know, then it's like each member of the cure gets one nineteenth of a vote. How many? One tenth. They get 10% of a vote. (laughs) You know, but I, I agree. I think that that's how it should be, especially considering the outsized influence of men and white men in particular in the in the mm-hmm. institution that is like such an easy not an easy fix it's hard to implement right. but it's very easy to do and, yeah. and, and it makes sense because actually if you break down the nu- so i broke down the numbers um and i actually have to say i did a similar article about four years ago for salon um uh and at that point it, you know it was bad but I think it's even worse now because they've been nominating so many all male bands. I mean, but if if you look at the numbers of if you if you don't break down it by individual member, if you just break it down by acts and you go how many acts that are all male and how many acts that are all female and then how many mixed gender, mm-hmm. it's not quite as bad. And I know in um, five years ago it was like fourteen percent of the acts were uh, female acts. Mm-hmm. And versus like it's around six. It's now it's seven point seven percent if you count all the individual members. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I think if you uh, counted it, if you didn't count all the individual members, you just counted Def Leppard as one. You just counted, um, you know, Stevie Nicks as one. So there, there's parity there. Right. Uh, I think it it's gets back up to fourteen mm-hmm. percent. But the voting membership is of. Or the the membership of the Hall of Fame and those people then get to vote is seven point seven percent male, which is wait seven point seven percent seven percent female. female sorry one seven point seven percent female yeah that would be great wow yeah. no seven percent sorry um, which I I was just 
I, I was, sh- I was really shocked by it when mm-hmm. we, we counted that and we had to like, we, we, we recounted it many different times and we had to do a lot of fact well, checking. And the things about like kind of the systematic exclusion of women, you know, it just cannot be overstated. I talk about this all the time mm-hmm. too. The idea of like to representation and kind of like how important it is and how, when you see other women being honored, performing it, it inspires the next generation to feel that they it could have that. I think about that all the time too, with like the recording studio environment, kind of female engineers. I think about it a lot in the film industry as well, but like, you know, how often do you ever see a female engineer at or the board or yeah. a producer or, you know, absolutely though they are out there. Yeah. Yeah. There there's, and there's a growing number of them and they're never, and there's actually a website where you can go if you're looking for a female engineer and, and, um, wherever you are in the world and, and plug it, it in. And yes. They, they will. Oh, that's yeah. No, what a great resource. Like, you know, I can't think of it, of it right now. Maybe I'll come up, I'll email it to you guys yeah, and you can and we'll and put it list it. I can't think of it right now. Or we'll tweet it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, I mean, I think the other thing that I really want to get at in this story and I hope that I did, um, is it's not, you know, it's not just the rock and roll hall of fame. The rock and roll hall of fame is a, you know, such a strong symbol of this kind of institutionalization of this idea, but it's also how we define rock and roll. Yes. Mm-hmm. I also, and yeah. And it was like, and it literally <laughs> becomes defined as Def Leppard mm-hmm. and not as Shaka Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, you know, I, Rock and roll, when it started, you know, was Sister Rosetta Tharp. It was it was Big Mama Thornton. Sister Rosetta is now in the Hall of Fame. Big yes. Mama yes. Thornton is is, is not, not right. She is not. No. 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 So I think that's got to be one of the next pushes. Is well, and Big also Mama. to see somebody really calling out. I I harp on all the time the fact that Carol King is not in as a performer. I am furious that Tina Turner is linked to her abuser forever in her. And I mean, like it, these things piss me off every episode so i was like wow yeah, someone it's, wrote it because it's stuff that comes up all the time uh and, and we were surprised uh one thing that i i don't think is super reported well i would be reported on but we i have an old tape of one of the induction ceremonies uh and it was from 2002 and one of the non-performers inducted was jim stewart who created these uh record label stacks with with his sister but his sister Estelle Axton is just not included. Wow! And, and in the package, they keep going, and then Jim Stewart and his sister. And his sister mortgaged her house to start this label. And it's so she clear. Mortgaged wow. her damn house. Wow! And it's that's it, the next article. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, justice for right. Estelle. Yeah. And everybody. Well, and all of the um, the speeches, like the induction speech, and then the person who accepts it, they all are like, and his sister Estelle, and Estelle, 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 and. There's no legitimate reason that she should not be inducted. Wow. Wow. And and this is and this also gets back to another thing that, you know, it, it was these guys in the music industry who got together to to do this, to put together the Hall of Fame and the, mm-hmm. and, and the museum. Um, and, you know, it was, it was John Winner. It was Ahmed Erdogan. Like and they were just, um, you know, patting each other on the back, essentially. And and so there's also this Ahmed Erdogan 
um, industry award. And this is that was a mm-hmm. wild thing about the article too. I did not know. I don't know anything. Uh, the, the, I, <laughs> Let's be clear. I don't know anything. <laughs> no, I mean I retain very little information on purpose about the hall. Mm-hmm. But as an act of protest. I, as an <laughs> but also the Ahmet Erdogan stuff. I mean, we talk about him all the time because he's such a figure, like a, a formative figure. Oh yeah, literally a formative figure mm. of the hall. But I did not know about this abusive history. I had no you idea. You have to read Dorothy Carvello's book. It's harrowing, and and she was actually his friend, and and you know up until his death, and she's not um, entirely trying to shame him but she's just exposing what the whole environment of the music industry you know was and and you know still still is Um, and i've heard other stories yeah he was so mad at her when he fractured her arm he grabbed her arm he was so mad at her and uh, she she went and had it x-rayed and it was fractured that's good god sorry i interrupted you (laughs) yeah no so and so here's there's an award named after him Mm -hmm. which i think they've awarded it to 15 people none of them are women it's the it's the what was once the non-performer award after his death was uh christened the Ahmet erdogan award and then the main exhibition hall at the museum is also named after him um and I think there has to be a calling out of an exposure of how he behaved and how people like him behaved in the music industry for a long time. And what were the ramifications of that on I mean, women's this is the careers? Same, this is also the same Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that has Jerry Lee Lewis and it, everybody's pointing to him and give and like he's standing up he's because waving. he's one of the he's one of the few surviving members from that first class yep. so they love to they trot him out they just love to trot right. Jerry Lee Lewis out and it is I do not like it well no he's got he's got layers of uh, he's got problems and it's like one of those things where it is an open it's open everyone knows how vile his behavior is how just vile and we're still like, no, oh, but those piano, <laughs> like, it's right. It, we, yeah, I mean, I think I would, I would imagine the music community is extremely afraid of once because once you pull on that thread, there is darkness within so many figures that are so pivotal, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, that's such an important thing to do. But I think it 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 scares them. So like, even a little bit of that acknowledgement. Uh, you know, could could topple the castle. Right. Well, one of the wildest things about were you at the um, ceremony this year? No, I have never been to the You've ceremony. You've never I've been. Never been. I, I, I think you got to go. I, <laughs> Joe would think that. <laughs> I, I yeah. You know what? If they gave me a ticket, I would go. But I'm not gonna. I'm they not gonna spend that money. You're to... a voter. Did they not? I don't know how it works. No, but I, I could imagine have to pay to you could get at easily, the table. I have asked. Press, press pass, yeah. I have asked in the past and Ooh. was told I could pay for it for Justice large for sums of money. Wait, from from like the, the publishers you're working for? Um, like, because I've I got to imagine. Joe leaned I, forward I, on yeah. this. I have to think about who I went through. I would imagine that a... Company, a media company, would be more than thrilled to send you. It was through the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I asked oh, okay. for tickets. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I feel like you could at minimum get a press credential. I'm I'm sure of it. And we <laughs> also didn't. we kind of That's yeah. Wild. Right? Do you guys? Mm. Did they give you guys? No. No. Oh <laughs> we, did. we worked no. a lot of angles, and we wound up in the nosebleeds. Yeah. Uh, there were, but going through like websites and stuff was the closest we got to uh, maybe getting press passes, which I think is the move. Right. Yeah. I think if you want to go for free press pass and then leave the press room and then just go watch the concert i mean i you know i think that i have a reputation as a whistleblower in the music industry so Mm -hmm. i'm probably not someone they're welcoming with open arms sure because you're openly Um, critical yeah right right right. so i'm in one one of my first big articles was in 91 which was exposing the boys club of music criticism mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so i mean I, you know that was basically calling out everybody that i was working with yeah, <laughs> yeah working with and working for i bet um so and you know including rolling stone so yeah. i mean i think that they're you know i'm not their favorite person well um, justice for evelyn in my opinion hashtag justice get for her evelyn. get her to the thing well the thing that i was going to say we were talking about pulling on the thread of darkness you know and how um the people are afraid to do that because we don't want to see our heroes <laughs> and how terrible we don't want to know it's a hard it, thing to reconcile and the you know we've had this big finally people are starting to really believe about the Michael Jackson stuff, you know, happening. Mm -hmm. And so at the ceremony this year, when Janet was getting inducted, like the, the whole room was holding its breath because she talked extensively about her family. Wow. She in particular thanked her father over and over again. Wow. Notoriously abusive. Yeah. No, no secret. No secret. Not even an open secret, not a secret. And she thanked him several times. She talked about her family, her brothers as a whole. Yeah, her brothers. And right, we would all just right. like and our hearts beating. Was like, oh, gosh. You know, it's like it was like very tense, you know, because there is all of this stuff now wrapped up around it. And uh, well, I mean, and I actually I don't I don't actually believe in in, in cancellation culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't believe that we can just write Jerry Lee Lewis out of history mm-hmm. or, or Ahmet Erdogan. I mean, they, yeah. they, you know, they did really important things, but maybe we don't create monuments to them mm-hmm. and, and maybe we don't create awards in their name. I mean, mm-hmm. USC had to take Brian Singer's name yeah. off of the school of cinematic arts because of the allegations against him. And they had to give back money. Also, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I think that that's, you know, a, a useful precedent, um, for what needs to happen at the rock and roll hall of fame. Right. Um, uh, you, you know, if especially because women already feel excluded, yes, and then maybe the man who has abused you is, you know, the hallowed figure, and you have to step into a hall that has his name on it, and yes, you have to vie for a ward that has his name on it. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, um, so, but I mean, I, you know, I, I the, the Michael Jackson stuff is is really really hard. I was a huge Michael Jackson fan, and you. You can't write them out of history, but and, yeah. and also the other things that we all knew this for so long. Yes. I mean, we, it's, it's the R. Really Kelly disturbing. thing as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm from Chicago, and uh, it's yeah. you know that d- we've for so long known. No, sorry. Oh well, I just tweeted something yesterday congratulating the Dream Team, as I call them, Dream Hampton, and the producers are getting awarded by the Los Angeles Press Club mm-hmm. um, in June. They're getting them for their for surviving R. Kelly. Uh-huh. I tweeted out about it. Dream's an old friend of mine, and um, oh, I'm getting I'm getting trolled. On Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Not a ton, Ugh. but it is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Oh, the pe- yeah. It's... The people who still 
stand and think that that whole series was I mean there's just no way you have to be you have to you have to be trying so hard to to the cognitive dissonance has to be the Mm -hmm. you have to work so hard to make that make sense to you that this Mm -hmm. is all fake that it was staged that that's not right like you have to really truly go conspiracy theory yeah stuff and it's it's a weird amount of self-preservation because i don't think people can really uh deal with having spent that much time and for for music there's such a personal connection and such Mm -hmm. an emotional connection Mm -hmm. and to wipe that away for some people i mean for all of us is very difficult to do i mean and you think of someone like michael jackson who was so ubiquitous and was so larger than life and idolized by people i mean if you go down there's a rabbit hole on twitter of mj innocent that is dark well people just yeah they can't it's really hard to yeah, there is. It's it's just people would rather believe, bend their minds in circles than believe right. a, a thing that is really hard. It's like and it, awful. And, and with Michael Jackson, it's like a, he's not even real. You know what I mean? To like, it's like saying Mickey Mouse uh, is you know like evil. he is a concept. He yes, is to not a lot of people, he's more than yeah. he's more than human. Right. And it's it's a, it's a really weird psychological thing to watch. Right. And that that actually happened, I think, while he was alive, and it's part of why mothers let their children yeah, go because with him. he but was somehow a myth. the he usual was, standards yeah. didn't apply or something. Yes. It's, it's crazy. Totally. Um, I, I think what also is really interesting about all of this is that, I mean, if you watch the the Michael Jackson documentaries, a lot of it is a critique of of that kind of super fandom yeah. and that level mm-hmm. of celebrity and of uh, that uh, of our whole culture of of letting people have that kind of status and then of those people um treating people in that way because yes. they have that status and I, I hope that there's we're moving away from that culture which is actually a weird thing to talk about in terms of the rock and roll hall of fame but i mean i think the rock and roll hall of fame should be more about actual artistry than about fame yeah it should be more about the rock and roll and less about the fame mm-hmm. right yeah, which is uh, a push and pull, but the the fame tends to win out. Well, and we talk about that. So you, especially because ha- of the TV, I think, because there is a ceremony yeah. to be produced to be broadcast on HBO. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are tickets to be sold. Yes, there are uh, viewers to be enticed. Yes, I I wonder how that has affected the choices and the and the ceremony. Yeah, it's it's hard to really figure out because I believe that there are people on the nominating committee who don't care about that and then I believe that there right. are people who are on the nominating committee specifically for that reason right. so it's you know there's an influence but still there has to be enough votes and there has to be enough uh, people to say we want Def Leppard inducted I'm casting my ballot but yeah, I wonder I wonder how much the nominating committee these days really thinks about that because I could see it being, well, I want this institution to continue, so I know there are certain uh, behemoths that should be included to keep this thing, to keep this engine running. Right. To then, I mean, I'm, I'm doing a lot I'm of mental like, gymnastics. I'm like, who? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think anyone's thinking like, like, like I'm that. I'm the hoople? Like, what? <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I do think that there's artists that, uh, maybe have more cred um, that are not being nominated or 
That's kind of the, the premise of this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Typically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I wonder if the institution is going to last because it's, it is going down this rabbit hole of decreasing numbers of women. And, and I hear a lot of people just saying, forget it. And we're going to come up with an alternative. And there are some, you know, things that are underway. I now mm-hmm. having written this article, a lot of people are, have been reaching out to me about like alternatives and also ways to change to try to really maybe give the rock hall one last chance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I Um, mean, I really came in. I mean, I, I came into this whole podcast thinking, I mean, it's called who cares about the rock hall. And that is literally how I felt and how I feel often. And then, then I'll get sucked in and I'll be like, Ooh, but it's fun to speculate about. Ooh. And like, Mm -hmm. Ooh, that would be cool. And Janet Jackson is getting in and that's exciting. And you know, it, it, it keeps, it gives, it gives me just enough crumbs (laughs) to hang on. I'm in a really bad relationship with this institution (laughs) right now. It's leaving me on red, but then it will like text me back eventually. (laughs) Like I, but we talk I mean I talk all the time about how like I think that they need to I think that we have made rock and roll this very male concept we've made it very guitar focused and you talk a lot about that in the article and I'm like yes someone is really just articulating all of the things that I that I think about and it's like women have been often excluded intentionally and unintentionally from that type of music and that's what we like are taught culturally to think of as rock and roll that's what classic rock radio makes us believe as Mm -hmm. well and i i'm always i'm always on the induct the divas is my (laughs) crusade uh i'm always like put in whitney put in dolly put them all in i don't care put in celine dion i don't give a shit that's where you start to lose and actually i think that would be a much more popular institution um, and would get better ratings if, you know, if those people were yeah. being inducted. I actually think they'll get better ratings if mm-hmm. Cher and oh my Dolly Do over Def Leppard. That's, yeah. You know? Yeah, we'd like to think that. Not, I don't really mean to beat up on Def Leppard, by the way. No, yeah, I mean, I that's know, just... This year's Bon Jovi. That's, that's the easy <laughs> example. I think Def Leppard... Uh, we had a great time watching them at the ceremony. Yeah, they, they were are, fun. They're great. We uh, had a great time also on their episode. I always give a shout out them, yeah. to our guest, Patrick Fabian, who I, I went in being like, Def Leppard. And then I ended being like, well... Sure. For that genre, they are the best of it. Good right. for them. Right. <laughs> um, y- y- it's just, uh, yeah, they're sort of the obvious target, but there's other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers are in. and They got in fast. And Yeah. They got, got in, in fast. fast. Yeah. yeah and- did they get in before Joan Jett? Mm-hmm. They sure did. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. in what universe? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so yeah, stupid. I know it doesn't make a ton. I mean, Nirvana had to. It kind of felt like Nirvana had to bring out Joan Jett for their induction to say, like, "Oh yeah, get on this." Right. Well, and that Nirvana induction ceremony where they all had women. all the women singing and playing guitar and stuff that was great. It was so great, and it, <laughs> that was just a very fucking cool thing to see and a cool thing to do. And I was really moved by it, and I felt once again the. The pull of representation. Mm-hmm. It felt in the spirit of Kurt while still making a statement about what was happening within the institution at that time. Right. It was... Corporate rock still sucks. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. They should have worn those shirts. 
so you know one it's it's an interesting thing because Kristen brought up uh, what classic rock radio tells us you know is important and is is in the canon, and that's kind of like a, a snake eating itself because mm-hmm. when sometimes when we think about the uh, women who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think often the argument is maybe like, oh, well, this artist uh, wasn't as significant or as impactful as you think, but what you have to consider is who's making the decisions that they're important. Who's right. making the, who's kind of curating the rock and roll canon? And it's men. And that's a thing that is sometimes hard, I think, to... Uh, really uh, kind of parse out and and make sense of which is that what we th- the history of rock has mostly been written by men right so and also all history it's like yeah, with oh, yeah, any type sure. of, but I just mean <laughs> right. like it's like with any type of history you are getting a white male perspective and so what is considered popular is what it, what was considered and recorded and and curated by those people in all areas of life and so while something might we might think of it as less significant with quotes around it it in the time we are not to know like bikini kill uh incredibly significant to many people but maybe not the people who were playing songs on the radio or you know doing the radio programming and then doing the you know long-term music criticism kind of like canon stuff yeah yeah so it's there's a lot uh to I think consider there right right and so and as you know like I said before my first article was about how you know rock criticism was dominated by by white men um and you know if you look at you know the Rolling Stone illustrated history of rock and roll there's only I mean Ellen Willis wrote f- about Janis Joplin there's just a couple women that wrote for that I call out in the manhandling story I call out Grill Marcus for his right. mystery train which was a huge influence on me I mean that book is definitely one of the reasons i became a music critic and scholar um it's all there's it's all men he doesn't yeah. zero zero women included Z- in that book yes. yeah yeah um and and in terms of rock radio well they've notoriously always had a quota system for how many female artists can get played within like one set or even within mm-hmm. one, one hour and that, that women can never get played back to back um so i mean which is controversy in country radio for the last few years also yeah that that's i been didn't exposed. know about that that was an interesting uh fact in the thing that y- you yeah yeah so country radio i mean a country radio programmer spoke on the record about um how uh, they they called women a uh, the tomato on the salad but men are the lettuce you know so it was called tomato gate um, <laughs> oh, but um that <laughs> um, you can't play women back back and, wow but, i can't but, believe there's a salad I'm, metaphor in country music though <laughs> so, like, yeah. I, that's true i would have thought it should have been like a steak and a parsley sprig or something yeah like i guess they freaked out because it was about women so like it's about salads <laughs> uh, it's gotta be that's really funny. um but so yeah so i mean if you listen to classic radio now i've I did a show for Sirius um, a couple months ago when the when Women Who Rock came out, my book came out, um, which we should talk about a little bit. But yes. um, uh, and they said that that has slowly started to change on satellite radio. With and the programming, you can sometimes play women back to back. 
fascinating. Progress. Oh my gosh. Well, it's I just, mean, you know, it's in every industry. It's in comedy, especially to all the histories of comedy do not often feature cha- any women. And, you know, it used to be the quotas with women on comedy shows. You know, you could only have one woman. You could never put two women back to back. You could never two, put two black comics back to back. You can... It's uh, the world is flawed. <laughs> so I do try to create in this this book that I edited um, called Women Who Rock, Bessie to Beyonce, Girl Groups to Riot Girl, an alternative history to all of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, that And we use rock, but we use it as a verb. And, and I'm really trying to reclaim it from, you know, the white patriarchy uh, as a term, because, I mean, it's a term that comes from gospel, mm-hmm. right? It's a term that comes from from blues. Uh, it shouldn't just be identified with, you know, long-haired white guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, wanking off with uh, Les Pauls. <laughs> um, it's true. It's, yeah. So, uh, and, and our book, you know, does have Cher and Patsy Cline and Celia Cruz and um, Alice Bag and Bikini Kill and um, I'm going to Janelle Monae. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this is me too. Yeah, I should. I'm gonna, if you guys want to walk back to my car, I'll uh, <laughs> probably have some in my trunk, um, or I can have them send you one. Um, so you know, uh, we, I really tried to be. I couldn't couldn't include everybody, and I understand mm-hmm. that these are you know finite um, things that there's only so many people nominated a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we tried to be as a, a diverse and eclectic i'm curious what do you think about the term rock and roll we talk about this on here joe has his theory that some people agree with some people don't about the role part of rock and roll being referring to like the blues the role being the like kind of w- how we get r&b into rock and roll so when people are saying you know the rock and roll hall of fame that's how we can include rap artists r&b artists soul artists things like that right um, well, I, I mean, again, I stu- you know, studied 50s rock and roll in, in college and thought about this stuff a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, to me, what, was, what happened in the 50s uh, was there was a coming together of black and white music, um, of, of country and blues um, and some, some pop elements. Um, and, you know, definitely some of it was appropriative and, and some yeah, of it and was... and white people was, were like, ooh, but, w- well, why don't we just take this? Yes, you know. <laughs> Let's so, come together oh, and then some okay. of us will leave. Right, but there it. was also yes. Chuck Berry mm-hmm. and, and Little oh, Richard yes. and Fats Domino and Big Mama Thornton. I mean, it was uh, it was a moment in, in um, when, uh, you know, it was leading up to the integration of the 1960s and mm-hmm. the civil rights movement. And I think that, you know, rock and roll... Once people were listening to each other's music and, and you know, going to each other's concerts, yeah. that that was a, a form of of integration. Um, so I and it's like a soft integration because it ha- it, it, it it happened without it, it happened more. It happened naturally. It was like a cross cultural interest kind of happening. That's something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so um, I, I'm not. I do think uh, rock and roll always, I mean, it came out of of, of varieties of music and um, it was not formulaic at the beginning. Um, I think when it became rock, it became a lot more problematic. Mm -hmm. Um, And see what's missing, Kristen? The 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 role role is missing. (laughs) But I do think when people Um, think when you, and I think it's, it's, it's an okay to say rock music without the role 
can be, you know, guitars and, uh, but I think that, I mean, I think about, you know, Shaka Khan has had a hard time getting into the hall. She's been nominated quite a bit. Right. How many times has she been nominated? I think at this point, five. I mean, right. sometimes it's by Joe herself. Austin knows all these off the top of his head. I think it's twice, twice by herself and then maybe three or four times with Rufus. In some permutation mm-hmm. where they're like Rufus featuring Shaka Khan or Rufus and Shaka. Anyway. Uh, God forbid she gets in by herself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just a woman. But uh, if you think who's closer to Little Richard, Shaka Khan or Def Leppard, I'd say Shaka Khan. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and right. is, and no one's going to argue that Little Richard is not rock and roll. Right. That would be blasphemy. <laughs> you know, that would go against, I mean, the very foundation of, of what we're talking about. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, the whole hip hop thing is interesting. Uh, Someone was giving a paper at the conference I was at last week, which I didn't hear, but he told me a little bit of what it was about. Elijah Wald, shout him out. Um, that one thing I think also happens with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I don't know if he talked about the Rock Hall as an example of it, but it seems like it is that it's okay to um, uh, honor and, and, and induct uh, black people who are dead mm-hmm. or historic. Yes. Um, yes. But God forbid the ones that are still active, yep. um, you know, who are, and are still making music? And, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we so. we pointed out recently. Janet is the first living black woman to be inducted since uh, since they retconned the miracles, and uh, you know, one of the miracles is a woman, Smokey Robinson's sister, uh, and then Darlene Love before that. And that was two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Wow. So in in right. the meantime, it was like well, Donna there just Summer. aren't any other black women who deserve it. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now we're done. So. Uh, but I mean, every time it was a black woman, it was Nina Simone, her sister Rosetta yeah. Tharp, or Donna Summer, and and we can't even get Whitney in, and she's she's dead. <laughs> I'm just I'm so... right. Yeah, you right. think she's right. dead? That's everything they want. Yeah, Benatar is not woman. in. I I just there are my I'm. I'm mad. <laughs> well, my, my other solution that I propose is yeah. that, um, an all-female ballot. That the nominating mm-hmm. the nominating committee needs to grab you know this train you know before it completely goes off the the track mm-hmm. and and bring it back and and I think they should just make concerted they should just decide that those you know largely male voters are going to all have to vote for women this year yeah i think it's i think it's a beautiful solution it's a great solution i am so into all of these proposed solutions i i love the (laughs) all-female ballot i love the dividing of the votes as well um to make it more equitable for bands versus artists uh, I love the idea of removing Ahmet Erdogan's name from uh, the award. I put it in, you know, make this a law. <laughs> put, put it in this paper, put it in the charter. And then she will care about it. <laughs> and then suddenly, will, yeah. It will make me care so much. I mean, I can't explain to you. There's, we talk about this, uh, the most excited I've ever been on this show ever in my whole entire life is when. I found out that Janet Jackson was getting inducted. Mm-hmm. There is, I truly can't, I was not expecting it. I thought it wasn't going to happen. I didn't think, and then they put, and then there was a seventh one, and it was Janet Jackson, mm-hmm. and I like right. find out live, and I can't believe it. If you I want heard, me to care, put put women in. Yeah. I heard it was Questlove. Oh, oh he, yeah, he's mm-hmm. been pushing yeah. for her yeah. for for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he's pretty open about well, that. Well, and she thanked and him. She was also she called him out it. by name in her speech, and she also her and Stevie both 
said that the hall needs to induct more women. Yes. They said it, yeah, they openly like during said their it speech. During their speeches. Did any men say that this year? This year, I don't remember. Was We've heard it from Steve men. Miller Steve Miller, while kind of out of. Do you uh, know about this? Is Steve Miller the, the, the <laughs> like, a couple of years ago? Yeah. 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 Just that was yeah. It was a real Unexpected. surprise. He just was like, and also, and then he right. just went on this big tirade about how more women need to be included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it was a. Uh, uh, unexpected uh, but yeah. welcome and yeah. we were like okay Steve Miller but go, I don't go think ahead. that any men said that this year this year not that I can recall but we'll we'll watch it we'll, I'm gonna make you watch the broadcast Good of course God. and then we'll uh, we'll find out you know out. I lived through it though I can go back <laughs> I think it'll be okay maybe I'll enjoy seeing it from a different angle not blocked by the jerseys in the rafters <laughs> uh, Evelyn you listed out a a list of women that you would love to see inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm going to read them off real quickly. Wait, but isn't this, this is her proposal for next year's class. Yep. This yeah, is this, the ballot for right. next year. Mm-hmm. So, so this is, we're putting it in. So <laughs> we're, we're letting, it on the books. And also, if I can say, even like cynically, like if uh, there are people within the hall who aren't like necessarily for it, like what a great PR move it would be. Like if people aren't even convinced on, in terms of like what the right thing is to do, like, right. Can you imagine? It would get so much press. People, people would, do it for the numbers, even if you don't believe. Do it for the clicks. <laughs> Look how much attention the Grammys got for trying to correct their mm-hmm. yeah. their horror of the year before, and and the Oscars. You know, have, mm-hmm. they have had to make a concerted effort to diversify, and it's reaped some gains. It's, I think. Yeah, so it pays off. Uh, all right. So the, the what you had listed was, and I'll go through them real quickly. Uh, Tina Turner, Shaka Khan, Carol King, Diana Ross, Dolly Parton, The Go Go's, L Seven, The Runaways, Bikini Kill, The Crystals, LaBelle, and Salt and Pepper. And one of my things there was that if we don't do the thing where we say, you know, a band just gets one total vote and they divide mm-hmm. it among the members, then you have to start um electing inducting all female all female bands. The Go Go's. Yeah, because with with I think the Go Go's are probably around the corner. I hope so. I know that there had been reports from the nominating committee this year <laughs> that they had discussed the Go-Go's and Cindy Lauper and Pat Benatar. Oh my Cindy. God, Cindy Lauper? Yeah. She's I'm, not in... Oh, I, I mean, you know she's shocking. not in. I guess I do, but I didn't. In your Honestly, heart, yeah. In my heart, I figured. There's some th- mistakes that are so glaring, like the Tina Turner. Being oh, the with, Tina Turner. I, I mean, I just... How can they not, you know, and given her whatever and to her me, health also, and her age to do it? You don't even here. need to do it as a separate fucking thing. Retcon that. Just do it. Just right. be like, do what you did with the dumb fucking E Street band. And give her forty-five minutes <laughs> to talk to talk alone, and then alone, let her play three and songs. then jam session on her like for as long as she wants. What I'm saying, just don't even let the people vote. Who fucking cares? They already voted her in. She's in. It's it just should be a non conversation. Just put her in. Then don't even take a space on the ballot, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And what, what's in. also great about this list, Evelyn, is that they're alive. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, it as as we right. discussed, it's often right. easy to uh, right. go, uh, you know, a few decades too late after right. they've passed. But this is a this is a full list of, of people who are, as far as I can tell, all alive, if not mostly alive. Yeah, I, I hadn't really thought about that, but that's that's. Yeah, because then they can Except vote too. Sandy West of the Runaways, but I don't right. remember the Runaways, and I have to think about. But yeah, mm-hmm. 
and it's it's interesting also i mean i've been trying to think of other uh artists who are still alive who could still be inducted and i thought of connie francis and dion warwick dion warwick would be great i mean so absolutely and, and just trying to figure out why we yeah, what's i mean trying to figure out why they're not in or what's going on i'm sure there's i mean dion did well, not write her own songs and i know sometimes we hear nominate committee members say that but like neither do delvis you know yeah. there's right <laughs> like, that should not matter but suddenly it matters when they're looking for an excuse well you know because we needed to get the moody blues in <laughs> <laughs> yeah but at all costs they needed to get in. If Bon Jovi's okay. not getting in, if, the institution is is gone. I'm like, striking it from the record. They're they're just you have to make space for things. I just mm-hmm. you know I, they're always my whipping boys. Uh, yeah, I, and mm-hmm. I don't even hate the Moody Blues, but you would really think I did if you listened to the Evelyn. Show. If I can if I can bother you with some minutia, uh, do you remember uh, when you became a voter? If they just sent you a ballot, or if they told you you were going to be a voter. Um, they contacted me and told me I was going to be a, a friend of mine who's on the committee, um, on the, uh, the nomcom. Yeah. We call it the nomcom. Uh, we call it nom-com we're nerds. here. Um, yeah. So a friend of mine on the nomcom said, Hey, we're, you know, gonna, you're going to be getting a ballot. I was like, finally, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say, this is a really a good fr- old friend of mine, not in the music industry, not a music critic, like. But on the nomcom? On- <laughs> um, are they just so- pals? Do they... With- yeah. I, I don't I mean I don't want to disparage but it just you know it's weird whatever yes mm-hmm. they uh, were somebody's friend and they were like oh yeah we like him let's get him in there he's probably got something interesting to say right but thankfully he's someone who's trying to diversify it yeah that's um, great yeah and and he asked me who else you know I thought should yeah. be on it oh that's great yeah so I did I think get a couple other people on the committee that that this was and actually I think it was was the year after my salon story came out so oh, maybe great. these things oh, yeah. you know I, I mean i know i'm not the only person who's been calling them out but i've been doing it pretty um consistently <laughs> yes <laughs> um so uh you know i know that there are people on the nomcom and voters and in the industry who are taking my article seriously um mm-hmm. so we'll see if there's some extra I changes. mean, oh, I'd and I love think there it. should be a concerted. Oh, I'd love to- it. Mm-hmm. Let's send it. Let's send it straight there. We'll plan Parenthood. Then we'll bring a signed copy of the, <laughs> <laughs> the thing uh, straight to their offices, present it to our senator. And do you remember who you <laughs> voted for this year? I also have the I have the list right. if you if you want to look at it. And 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 you know the funny thing is I don't necessarily vote for all women um, mm-hmm. because I also feel like that's not. Like, it's not fair that I have to vote for all women. Right, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. How many people could we vote for? I can't remember. Five. Well, and also, are there five women on there to no, vote for? there weren't. <laughs> no. So uh, I don't remember for sure. Um, I'd have to look at my ballot, honestly. Uh, I'm sure I voted for Rage Against the Machine because I'm a huge Rage fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll get in. Next, next year, probably. Next year, they're very... Uh, we were surprised that I mean, they didn't... I, most most of the bands that I voted for uh, didn't get in. Roof, uh, Shaka Khan. Um, I might. I probably voted for Kraftwerk, and I probably voted for LL Cool J. Yeah. But I know yeah, I, I mean, it was really also, hard for me this year because so, I'm also a huge Radiohead fan. Yeah, this was yeah. a good. We, I mean, it was this a good was ballot. A good ballot. It was a good ballot. Year. Yeah. 
Um, we talk a lot. I think too, you do a great job of linking the whitewashing of the music industry with also the kind of like, um, but, the manhandling, you know, the manhandling, <laughs> yes, the manhandling and the whitewashing, um, uh, uh, like with linking those two together in particular as well. I think that's like, yeah, it's oh gosh. Although when I broke down the numbers, mm-hmm. the, the racial oh, yeah. inequities were nowhere near as glaring as right the the gender mm-hmm. but, but that's do, getting that's worse also yes exactly <laughs> right. and it's getting worse because the right. a lot of the um racial like things that make it a little less inequity uh, um uh less imbalanced is old is, right you know base it's, the first three classes classic right. rock and roll yeah. little richard era mm-hmm. right you know chuck berry era right i was thinking someone played oh i saw a clip recently of that back to the future clip and i forgot that in back to the future they basically are like, like chuck, chuck berry, berry stole. learned how to yeah. rock from a white guy <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, right i forgot that completely i saw trevor posted a, a little video mm-hmm. with that clip and i was like oh my god like how shitty <laughs> yep yeah i don't believe that's what they meant to do of but in the not, back of their like, mind you yeah know, of course and like that also would be something that you wouldn't even question 25 years ago 30 years ago mm-hmm. it's you just would a funny just joke not, it's just right. a funny joke who right. cares you would right. never think of the like social and racial implications of hey uh that like you know a white guy taught chuck berry how to rock <laughs> <laughs> it's like Oh. Uh, Evelyn, I don't want to keep you from your meter, which is probably running out. My soon. meter is running out, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, is there any anything else you'd like to say or promote? Or I know you've you've got you've written a few books, uh, and your article is out there. And, uh, and I also the opportunity for any closing thoughts, of course. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I do edit this music series called the Music Matter series, which is it's you know short books on single artists. You know why. Karen Carpenter's matter. Karen Carpenter matters. Why yeah. the Ramones matter? Um, Karen Carpenter. Cause Karen also Carpenter. The Carpenters could be uh, nominated. They sure could. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, she's dead. She wouldn't be able to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, great. She was a sacrificial <laughs> lamb. Um, and uh, I think that some of these books could be arguments for why people would be inducted. I mean, oh. the series is just unfolding, so. Um, Nobody that we've done so far. Well, Karen Carpenter, I think, would be an example. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and where can people are these? So it's also where we're trying to create an alternative history of yeah. music that's more diverse. Yes, well, and I think too with that book, your book, um, Women, uh, who Rock. Women Who Rock, and your organization as well. Right. So out of Women Who Rock, we've formed an organization of the from the contributors and then some other uh, uh, people in Los Angeles. We formed an organization called Turn It Up. Um, which we're trying to implement some changes in the music industry very slowly, trying to figure out yeah. uh, what you know how to make these things happen. But we have some some targets that we're we're looking at that we're going to be speaking out about pretty soon. Cool. So yeah, and including maybe the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know. I have to yeah. bring it up at the next meeting. Mm-hmm. So people will be like, "The what? Who cares?" <laughs> <laughs> The, What's the, cock that? And, the cock and roll hall of fame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> also, the, the wordplay in your article is very wonderful. There were many uh, creative verbs that I really enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. 
Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Oh, well, yeah. And yeah. And, and so where can people find these books and your books and find you on the World Wide Web? Um, so I'm on Twitter under my name, Evelyn McDonald. Um, don't troll me if you're not Kelly fan. Yeah, please don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, be nice. <laughs> Just don't troll her in general. Okay. She's a woman in music criticism or a woman on the internet. She gets enough. Yeah. She, come yeah. on. Relax. Hashtag so, justice for Evelyn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have a blog called a uh, populism blog. It's a WordPress blog. So mm-hmm. it's dot wordpress.com. Um, yeah. Great. Cool. Well, yeah, we thank you so much for, for being uh, a part of our weird little show. Yes. Uh, I truly, I mean, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I do. I, I honestly, I do feel like there, you kind of link me and Kristen where like you, uh, you know a lot about the, the, rock history and the rock and hall of fame and you're a voter but then also uh you know literally everything Kristen's always saying which is true and i think you know it, it's a weird caring and not in and being critical at the right. same time right so it's fun to watch uh Kristen and i meld yeah. uh, into and, and next time we'll talk about rent yeah exactly i'm like <laughs> and you guys she can roll reverse yeah <laughs> wow she wrote she wrote books about women in rock and roll and the musical rent are you my mom? Are you me? <laughs> are we the? Are we one? Are you? Uh, I don't know. I'm really reading that article. I was like, oh my gosh, this is everything that mm-hmm. I have ever thought about this institution, and then more that I didn't even know to be mad about. <laughs> Kristen, people can yes, find you at case at across, case all platforms. across all platforms. Hello, Kristen.com. Joe is uh, at Joe K. Joe K. on Twitter and Joe Qua on Instagram. Uh, you can find uh, his show information at his uh, website. Uh, he's got some shows coming up. <laughs> uh, he's pulling out his phone and looking at his calendar, usually at this point. And he's going to be out of town. And you know what? He'll talk about it on the next one. By the time this episode drops, a lot of these shows will have already happened. So uh, as always, I'm Joe Quazala. And I'm Kristen Sutterd. And who cares? About the Rock Hall. Wow, a gender reversal on this episode. It seemed good. Appropriate. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.